Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Today, I want to talk about how your prospect screws you if you're selling the old way. So tell me if you recognize this, this pattern where when you go out to sell, right, you make the phone call, you set up the appointment, you go to the appointment and a lot of people see their job there is of course to go learn about the prospect and also to educate the prospect about what you do and let them know what's going on with them and, um, and how you can do it better. And then they're going to say, how about put that in writing? And so you send them a proposal with your pricing and everything. And then um, you send that over and then, or you take it back over there and you meet with them. Um, and you want to, your goal is to go over the proposal and overcome any objections and, you know, do some trial closes and see what you want, you know, see how that works out. If they buy great, but if they don't, you probably hear things like, let me think it over. Why don't you call me in a week? My partner's out of town or, hey, I'm talking to three or four other people. And at that case, your deal, what you do is you follow up. We call that chase mode, right? This is the old system um, that's been around for, I don't know, 70 years. I think, I don't know if it's created by, but certainly codified by Dale Carnegie, meet friends and influence people. Very nice way. It's a good system. The only problem with that system is everybody already knows it. There are no secrets there. Your prospect recognizes it. You recognize it. Even if you've never had sales training before, you would think to yourself, well, this is just sales. This just makes sense. It's the old meet them, greet them, propose them, close them system of sales. And just be nice. You know, go make friends. I don't know how many of you have noticed this, but um, that way kind of sucks anymore. It's a great way, I guess, but it doesn't help the salesperson at all. It gives the prospect all of the control. So as you know, human beings are people that um, they follow patterns. They love patterns. We live because of patterns, right? It's how we've stayed alive for millions of years. It's how we stayed away from dinosaurs and saber-toothed tigers and things like that. We look for patterns. So your prospect also has a process that they follow when they go to look at where they go to determine whether they're going to buy something or not. And by the way, I learned this statistic. I've shared this podcast before. I wish I could find the place where I got it from. But something crazy like 92% of the people that reached out to a B2B organization about or for information about a product 92% of the people that reached out about information about a product in a B2B situation bought nothing in 2019. Bought nothing, 92%. That's a lot of freaking given information for free. So this really comes into play because my guess is, I don't know what percent, maybe 20% of those got a proposal of some kind. Hell, maybe more than that. Think how much time was wasted. So here's the process that buyers use, prospects use to keep all the control. 
and to use salespeople as, I don't know, sales monkey stooges. See, they don't give a shit about our time. They don't care about our time. So if you ever think your prospect cares about your time, you're wrong. They don't give a shit. By the way, here's a little side note. If you ever tell them, I don't want to waste my time, that may be your sentiment. I completely understand. But if you say that, you sound like a jackass. So don't ever say the words, my time, in a sales situation. Instead, say, I don't want to waste your time. It means the same thing, and you don't sound like a jackass. So if you don't learn anything else in this podcast, learn that. Drop the words, my time, from your vocabulary. So here's what your prospect does. Here's they have a four-part, four-step system for buying. Step number one, see if you recognize this, is the first thing they do is they'll ask about price. Hey, tell me something. How much for that? How much do you charge for this? What is that cost? All right, step number one. They'll also share very little information with you about what they're doing. They don't come in and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. We're having this problem, da, da, how much for that? It's pretty much just beginning with price. And so a lot of sales monkeys will just give the price, no qualification. Oh, it's $300, $3 million, right? Sales monkey, meaning somebody that does not think, somebody just responding, just trying to be nice. Fuck nice. Anyway. Call, give them the price. If you make it past step one and you move to step two of the buyer's process, if you don't disqualify yourself by the price you give, step two is often a um, you get invited in or they come for a demo or whatever the hell it is. And they'll ask you a bunch of questions and you'll be excited because you finally have a live one who's interested in this, who cares. And you'll give them all the information they want. You'll answer all their questions. You'll smile. You'll be happy. It'll be great. You'll be thinking about all the things you have in common and how y'all become friends and how you're going to go to football games together and, and do all these cool things. And maybe your kids will be friends and this will be the best relationship ever. That's what the salesperson's thinking. I made a new friend. And then the prospect will tell you, you might put that in writing. At which point you're thrilled because that's a quote buying signal. And so you'll put that and you'll go back and sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes 10 hours or longer to put together a proposal of some sort. Then you send it over, or go drop by with it in your hands either way. And so this is step two of the buyer's process, which is get free consulting. Step one, share a little information, ask about price. Step two, get free consulting. Step three of their process when you give them the information they're looking for, they'll say, gosh, this is great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate this. Really smart what you guys are doing here. So glad we met. I really think this could work. Let me think about it. My partner is traveling. We're going to be out of town for a while. Or I've got two or three other things on my plate right now. Let me sleep on this. Why don't you call me in a week or two? Or, hey, we've got three or four other people we're talking to. We'll get back to you after we get that information. This is when you learn this. So this is step three, which is say nice things and get rid of you. Step number one, share little information, ask about price. Step number two, 
get free consulting. Step number three, say nice things and get rid of you. Thanks for coming by. We'll get back to you about this. To which we, the salesperson go, I got one. They like me. This is great. They said nice things. Another buying signal. So what do you think happens next? This isn't a step that they share with us, but this is what sometimes they do. Maybe not every time, but sometimes. Maybe they've got somebody else who says they do what you do. Maybe they're working with them. Maybe they're not yet. But let's pretend there is an incumbent. Do you think they ever take your information? Maybe black out the price, share it with the incumbent, lie about your price, say it was about 20% less. And then say, hey, this really smart person came to my office. They said they could do this to help us. Can you do that? And what do you think your, the incumbent says to their relationship client? Oh, yeah, we could do that. And then the buyer says, here's the problem. They can do it for this price. Can you do that? And guess what your prospect says? Oh, yeah. I mean, not your prospect. The, your prospect's incumbent. Oh, yeah, we can do that. When they really can't. Or maybe they can, but not at that price. Or they call a couple of people. Hey, can you do this? Here's the information, blah, blah, blah. Everybody gets in a bidding war. All right. So then, or they decide, hey, we can do this ourselves. Right? Doesn't happen every time. It could happen sometime. So then you call back, just like you said you were going to, just like you said was important, you know, because you're going to do what you said to be, you know, we got to do what we say we're going to do, got to be persistent. So we call the guy back on Friday, right when he told us to call him. We nail it right at 1130 in the morning. Going to call, hit him right there, right before lunch, right before he goes away for the weekend. He sees us calling right when we said we were going to call and get first thing in his mind. He goes, oh, shit. Oh, man, I'm not, I don't want to tell that person I'm not going to work with them. They're really nice. I don't want to get in an argument. I don't want to overcome it, get my objections overcome. I'm just going to send them to voicemail. They're nice people. I really like them. Don't want to let them down. So he sends you to voicemail. And you leave a message like, hey, John. This is Sam. Uh, just calling you back um, you know, on Friday because you told me that uh, your partner was out of town until then. want to see if you had any questions, see if you're ready to go. I can get over there today if you want me to do that or Monday. Just let me know either way. And your heart dies a little bit when you leave that voicemail. Your boss says, hey, how'd it go? <sighs> well, they didn't answer. Maybe, I, maybe they're out of town today. They'll be back on Monday. I'll try then. So you call back on Monday. Guy sees your call and sees your name pop up and goes, oh, shit. Sends you to voicemail. Your heart dies a little bit. You leave a little message and say, hey, John, this is Sam again. Just uh, call to see if you have you any questions. Just call to, uh, you know, let you know we're, um, we're ready to go. If you are, just let me know. I'll come by and pick up that document and a check. No response. Wednesday, Thursday, go by. Boss says, hey, how's that deal coming? You're like, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Must be out of town. Can't catch him. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. See call again on Thursday or Friday. You're kind of, yep, all of a sudden, he sees your number come up. And he says, holy shit. Why didn't this guy get a freaking clue? I'm not going to buy. Leave me the fuck alone. So what's your prospect you just built a relationship with is saying. So he sends you to voicemail and you're kind of pissed too. And you're like, hey, uh, John, this is Sam. Just called to see if you had any questions. Uh, we might be able to work out a deal if you uh, call me back. I think we got something else we can do. 
Um, anyway, I look forward to talking to you. Nothing. And then it's awkward as shit if you ever see that person again, because you're mad. They're kind of mad that you keep bugging them. You're one of those typical salespeople that you never wanted to be. So who wins in this situation? Certainly not you. How about the incumbent that maybe kept the deal, but had to cut all the margin out of it? I don't think so. Just corrupted the marketplace. How about the buyer? Your prospect. Did he win? Probably not. Because he didn't get what he thought he was getting. Because nobody can deliver that at that low price. You know what the lesson he learns is? Salespeople are all liars. So he does it again. To the next person and on and beyond. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Have you ever done this to somebody else? My guess is you probably have, if you think about it. It's so funny, I watched my mother do this to some contractors where she wanted to rebuild her back porch. She had three come over and look and give her a price. My mother's sweetest woman in the world. She figured out how much it cost. She's like, hell, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Never called him back. Never let him know. They called two, three, four times. Never called him back. My mother, nicest woman in the world. My guess is you've done that. My guess is certainly happened to you if you're in sales. You just didn't recognize at the time. Among the things that I teach my clients is how to get paid for your proposal. Your closing ratio goes way up when you get paid for your proposal. I'm doing a um, seminar on that, a webinar tomorrow, uh, Friday, which will probably be tomorrow for you. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to show up there and learn how to do that. My whole process is about not doing free consulting, about keeping control of the sales process, about keeping your dignity and disqualifying people more quickly than you've ever done before in a way to save your time and to spend the right amount of time with the right people who are ready to make a move. Do me a favor, please, and um, rate this podcast. Write a, quick, write a quick rating, what you think, what you've learned. Give me five stars if you like it. Um, but let's, uh, let's make this thing sing. Get it in front of more people. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast.